Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. There are certain comments you learn to get used to in this job, and I don't just mean the inevitable I disagree violently with your review ones. They're fair enough. After all, this show is trading on entirely subjective opinion, and if I'm dishing it out, it's only fair that I should have to take it too. But the ones I'm required to give a bit more consideration to are golden oldies like the one I got this weekend. My public, if you'll forgive the expression, tends to be divided on the subject of excerpts in foreign languages. Foreign, unless you happen to be Czech in that case, of course. Some are perfectly happy listening to unfamiliar words and phrases, enjoying their sense of the exotic and the harmless pleasure in listening to me tie myself in knots trying to get across the sense of these clips without subtitles. Hey! Lip my stocking. Hey, lip hey. them, lip them. Yeah. What? Lip them like this. Lip them. Rip them. Lip. Yes. You want me to rip your stockings? Yes. Rip my stockings, please. Rip your stockings. Yes, you want please. Me to rip your stockings. Please, oh. please. All right, I'm going to rip your stockings. But others won't have a bar of anything that might be lost in translation. I'm only doing it, said my recent severe critic, to show off. I'm not quite sure how that works out. Am I pretending to be fluent in Czech, Arabic, Spanish, Samoan and Icelandic? Hardly. That is Icelandic as it happens, the original version of a bittersweet comedy drama called Rams that's just been remade in the rather closer-to-home Western Australia. Personally, I do like to punctuate a review with clips from movies wherever they come from. Often the flavour of a film is part of its charm and that flavour is easier to pass on when you can hear the actors, the effects, the music and all the other intangibles that make up a film. After all, most movies are offering us a trip into a foreign or at least unfamiliar environment. My boyhood days seem now like a scarcely believable fiction. London is full of wonders and wickedness. And it's ours, David, to go wherever we choose. Well, I'm not down there. Creditors make that road impossible. Two tailors and a most unreasonable muffin man. Virtually everything in Dickens' David Copperfield is quite alien to today's world. No phones, no cars, no rapid transport, no mass production and so on. It's also sometimes easier to just play the clip when the explanation is altogether too complicated to paraphrase. 
time travel? No. Inversion. Name it and pull the trigger. You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. They tell me Christopher Nolan's Tenet actually makes a lot more sense after the fourth viewing. But you sort of get the idea, just as you hear the glee of the family in the Oscar-winning Korean film Parasite as they forge their ticket to a new wealthy life. Okay, it may be a long bow to draw comparing untranslated lines in foreign films with the worlds we enter every time we go to a new one. But rejecting all films not in the English language is too far to go. Get over it is my advice to those English or die curmudgeons. This week, two very foreign films, a heartbreaking drama set in Tunisia called A Sun and a mashup of two genres I generally tend to avoid. Freaky is equal parts Disney high school comedy and Halloween shocker. And not only is that psycho wearing my body, he's killing it. He's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Who knows how many of our friends he's going to kill? Are you sure this is safe? No. Like, oh my God, it has to be a Bloomhouse movie, of course, the spiritual heirs of schlocky horror master Roger Corman. More of that in a minute. But first, the very Australian remake of a very Icelandic movie. They were both called Rams. Look at you, my beauties. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. But you're the best. Expat Kiwi movie star Sam Neill, still, I think, the only genuine movie star in the old Hollywood tradition we've ever produced, has had quite a busy year, COVID or no COVID. Aside from Aussie dramas like Ride Like a Girl and Palm Beach, he's been hard at work on the next Jurassic World epic, between lockdowns in the UK and a bunch of self-made short films he's called Cinema Quarantino. Look at me. I'm smart. I'm beautiful. And what do I do for you? List it. Music, movies, Candy Crush, Grand Theft Auto. I'm top level, actually. And you're even the telephone. Mm-hmm. See? And I'm yours. There were a few in between, you know. I don't want to hear about those sluts! Yes, that is Helena Bonham Carter playing Sam's new phone. But before lockdown, he also managed to make Rams, now relocated to Western Australia. It tells the story of two elderly brothers, Colin and Les, who obsess about sheep, and in particular, the annual ram competition. This is the one we've all been waiting for, folks. The Calvin Horn Ram Judging. Fine ram, all right. He's going to be a busy boy, I reckon. What do you mean? 
Sam plays Colin, who's the slightly more gregarious brother. He certainly seems to have some life outside his sheep flock and his prize ram. Brother Les, played by Michael Caton of the Castle fame, is withdrawn to a possibly clinical level. Anywhere but such a sheep-focused community, he might be considered on the spectrum. OK, the Grimison brothers find themselves the last two standing yet again. And Les Grimison is the winner. But every year it's usually Les who wins the Ram competition and Colin has to bite his tongue. Mind you, this is something he's been doing for quite a while. Despite living next to each other, even sharing the same sheepdog, the brothers haven't spoken to each other in decades. Oh, come on, Cole, cheer up. What a... You two haven't spoken in 40 years. Why start now? Les is Ram. He's sick. But then tragedy strikes. A serious illness hits Les's prize ram, and because the ram has been servicing all the other flocks, that means all the sheep in the district have to be culled. The pair who take it worst are Colin and Les. Farmers have been shocked by the discovery of a highly infectious disease. Her control plan has been put in place in the hope of containing the outbreak. The farmers may be reimbursed, but it's not the money, says Cat, the pommy vet, played by Miranda Richardson, rather good as a woman negotiating the prickly ways of the bachelor sheep farmer. So which brother will kick hardest against the pricks? We spent half our lives in here. It means everything to them. That's it, mate. They're taking the whole bloody valley. Why don't they take us while they're at it? Finish the job. You've got to follow the rules. No kidding. I should say that the trailer for Rams is a little misleading. It looks like a slightly wacky romp, the sort of film you'd expect from Scotland or Ireland, where the local farmers run rings around the city slickers from the department. Oh, my lovely girls. It smells like sheep. No sheep. A lot of air freshener, eh? But if you've seen the original Iceland film, or indeed if you've seen any rural comedy dramas from Scandinavia, you'll know our Norse friends don't really do wacky. And the film, while offering plenty of Aussie hard-case humour, is as much about broken family relationships as it is about sticking it to the man. I know what you've got in your house. You kept some I had to. You what? Sam Neill in particular is terrific, balancing the comedy and the sentiment. In fact, it's pretty obvious that if Sam hadn't been available, there'd probably have been no film. How many other Hollywood stars actually farm sheep at home? We find those sheep, he is done! <laughs> He and Michael Caton are totally believable as dysfunctional brothers, and director Jeremy Sims is smart enough to play the story not as a rural comedy or even as a slice of social realism, but as an outback fairy tale. Let's face it, once you bring sheep inside the house, realism can go out the window.
Tunisia is not a location many of us are particularly familiar with. Some may remember it was the site of the ancient city-state of Carthage and that more recently it was ruled by France until independence in 1956. There are still connections with France, particularly among the educated elite, but the majority of the population are Muslim Arabs. A new film, A Son, opens on a celebration. Miriam has just got a big promotion. Her husband, Ferez, suggests they go to a nearby resort for a weekend, along with their young son, Aziz. They're driving there, singing along with Aziz's favourite pop song, when they're stopped in their tracks. The middle-class urban family has been sheltered from the real-life dangers of rural Tunisia. So when a nearby police car comes under fire from a gang of terrorists, they find themselves in the line of fire. A bullet goes through a back window and hits young Aziz. Panicking, Miriam and Farez manage to get Aziz to a local hospital and then wait for word from the doctor. They wait and wait. Finally, the doctor comes out and tells them the bad news. Aziz is seriously injured and has only days to live unless they can come up with a liver transplant. And this is where it gets messy. Tunisia may seem like a westernised country with all the necessary hospital equipment, but it's still a devoutly Muslim country too. As the doctor says, organ transplants aren't part of their culture. There are very strict rules about who can and who can't donate organs. And suddenly, the terrified parents discover that their position is in a very grey area. Obviously, I can't offer much more plot description than this. Suffice to say, it's a story that twists and turns, and the build-up of past secrets and later lies creates almost unbearable suspense at times. A son rests on a culture clash, certainly, where the conservative government's strict adherence to the rules creates an impossible situation. But there's more. There are personal issues, and even the possible solutions are only available for a large sum of money. The film is the impressive debut of Tunisian writer-director Mehdi Basawi. Prior to this, he'd only made a few short films. It's a little reminiscent of some recent Iranian films, notably the Oscar-nominated A Separation. (laughs) 
It has the same perfect balance between the views of the man and the woman. Basawi's editing is often brilliant, but it adds car chase tension to the mix. <laughs> Before the end, both Fares and Miriam will face decisions and sacrifices, but a son never feels contrived or manipulative. Like every good film, wherever it comes from, it just feels endlessly human. <laughs> When I dragged my weary steps to the only other film on offer this week, it's safe to say I wasn't exactly over-optimistic. Freaky is, I'm advised, body swap comedy Freaky Friday meets Friday the 13th. See what they did there? The only saving grace is it was directed by the man behind two very guilty pleasures. Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible... Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? They were Happy Death Day, Groundhog Day with added serial killers, and the self-explanatory Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. It's clear director Christopher Landon is Bloomhouse Studios' go-to guy for ridiculous mashups. Good morning. Good morning. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. I love your dress. I think I saw it at Discount Bonanza. <laughs> okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is going to be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. So here we go. Meet Millie, your typical high school low self-esteem heroine. She's got just two friends, styly black girlfriend Nyla and sassy gay friend Josh. Everyone else gives her a hard time. Nobody seems to be as worried as you'd expect that the town of Blissfield is under attack from a sinister serial killer. (laughs) Honestly, if this was a horror movie... I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Cue the creepy dude in the mask. The key phrase for freaky is, if this was a horror movie. Teen films these days are nothing if not self-aware. And we'd already seen Vince Vaughn as the Blissfield Butcher slicing up the standard quartet of teens. So it's hardly a surprise when Millie gets hers. Like I said... But then, well, like Happy Death Day, that's not the end of it. Both Millie and Vince Vaughan get stabbed in exactly the same place by a mysterious magical dagger. Just go with it, OK? And when they wake up, they discover it's been a freaky Friday the 13th. It turns out... Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh, my God, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. So now the killer is in the body of teen star Catherine Newton, while Millie is in the unlikely shape of Vince Vaughan. And in every one of these body swap movies, there's the mandatory scene where the victim has to convince her friends that, despite appearances, it's really her. The Blissfield Butcher strikes again. Don't freak out. 
You're black. I'm gay. We are so dead. Ow! Will you stop? It's me. It's Millie. Biggest surprise to me about Freaky is how good Vince Vaughn was, channeling a teenage girl. Subtle and nuanced aren't words I'd usually attribute to Vaughn, and I'm not going to do it now. But he's nowhere near as crass as I usually find him, and even doing a dopey cheerleading routine, he manages to keep it reasonably real. Hell, hell, blissful, high, feel our glory and our might. <laughs> Like all films of this type, the trick is to stop believing your eyes. Catherine Newton spends much of her time looking relatively harmless and realising it's harder than it looks, murdering people when you're a five-foot-nothing cheerleader. Oh, what am I wearing? I'm actually really liking this for you. Meanwhile, Vince Vaughn devotes his time to chatting up Millie's crush, Booker, played by an actor with the unlikely name of Uriah Shelton. Hey. Jesus! Easy, easy, easy. It's okay. It's okay. Look, I know I look like the butcher, but it's Millie. This is going to sound really strange. Booker? Booker, look at me. He's crazy. Okay, Booker, can you look at me, please? Please? Booker, please, can you look at me just for a second? Vince looking winsome and flirty is a sight to see, but so is much of the rest of the appropriately named Freaky. Watching Millie getting even with the people who'd made her life miserable all year because she's now a six-foot middle-aged man, well, that's clearly something that speaks to high school kids all over the world. Oh, my God, it's a slaughterhouse. I have, like, less than six hours to swap back or I'm going to be stuck in this body forever. Hurry up, loser. I got to take a dump. I have to admit, it hasn't been all bad. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt. I... Move! How's that feel? I'll make you wish your stupid face was never born. Oh, my God, did you just pee yourself? Yeah! These days, high school musicals, dramas and comedies mostly seem to have a gay subtext. Sassy best friend Josh gets all the best lines and also a movie-savvy one. Writer-director Christopher Landon seems to have seen just about every high school and horror film going and he assumes his audience has too. Great. We're going to get killed by Murder Barbie. Time to stop this asshole. We're in this together. my body back. Come and get it. If you go in with the right expectations, or in my case with no expectations at all, you may find yourself surprised, pleasantly or not. The screening I went to was regularly interrupted by outbursts of loud, annoying fits of laughter. Fortunately, I was the only one in the cinema, so I didn't have to apologise to anyone. And on that rare, guilt-free pleasure, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.